got State of the Division NL East variety for Thursday, June 23rd. I'm joined today by one of our talented writers, Clay Snowden. I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein, managing editor at Just Baseball. We're going to talk a little All-Star today. The first round of voting has been revealed. Who have been All-Stars at this point in the season from all of these teams? Who do you want to start with? I'll let you pick. Let's start with. The Washington Nationals, get that out of the way, clear the air there so we can start having real discussion about real baseball. So Patrick Corbin as their ace. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the whole conversation on the Nationals is, does Juan Soto get the honorary start? I mean, basically for, for listeners who aren't aware how the voting works now, uh, you have the top six outfielders uh, make it to phase two. The top two position players at each position make it. Then the players who weren't finalists vote and decide who the starters will be. This will stop you from a random Ben Zobris type getting an all-star start because the Royals have an insane amount of fans that one year when they had like everyone leading uh, the ballot. So you look at the Nationals right now. Juan Soto is, I think he was maybe fourth or fifth. I think he was fifth actually in the first voting. If we go to his season though, I mean, Juan Soto is having... I mean, clearly the worst year of his career. Now he's still good because it's Juan Soto. He still has a 126 WRC plus. He's still getting on base at a 365 clip. But if you look at the Nationals, you look at Josh Bell, 294 average, 377 on base, 134 WRC plus. He should be the all-star, but he's also playing the position that, in my opinion, the National League first baseman is the most loaded position in baseball when it comes to all-star. I mean, there's a ton. Yeah, yeah, and here's what I think is going to happen. And before we even start talking about the All-Star game, people need to realize it's not as simple as sort by war, enter in the top 30 players or whatever. And it's, you know, it's an All-Star game. It's a player showcase, right? They're going to want to have a Juan Soto there. So when you're on a bad team, it's usually the most marketable player that's not complete shit. So... That falls into Juan Soto. Now, I agree. I think Josh Bell's had a a better year, but it's just going to be a tough, especially with fan voting, player voting. I just – I think Soto would get in there, even though I would rather have Josh Bell in the All-Star game. How – I – now, granted, he still has, what, maybe three, four more weeks to to try to goose up his numbers a little bit. Juan Soto's hitting 215 this year. I know he's not getting pitched to. But that's bad. I mean, what is going on with Juan Soto? It must. Be, I mean, you look at his BABIP is two ten, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe he had some bad luck, but he's not getting anybody. His runners and scoring position average has been really, really low too, which is you know gonna reflect on his RBIs. And as we know, the All Star Game oftentimes is a county stats, home runs, stolen bases, RBI average, those type of stats that are. Um, traditional stats if you will yeah. that's what people go off of but it just feels like Juan Soto is going to get in the all-star game on one of the worst teams in the league rather I agree with it or not it's more predictive I would vote for Josh Bell now I want to look real quick is there any middle reliever that can get the nod like you talked about because sometimes so, you said bad yeah. teams get middle relievers in to to briefly feed off of that um, we, we were talking offline when I wrote the one hit wonder article yes. about players who made one all-star game. Every, the one trend I saw was like bad team 
throw in a random bullpen guy like a Joe Mantiply or, or you, you know, name anybody that you've never heard of who's having a really hot first half, bad team, throw them in. I got I don't you one. think the Nationals really have somebody like no, that. I got one. I got one. Paolo Espino, 229 ERA. He is uh, – he's not good. <laughs> he's not good at all. He was terrible last year out of their rotation. So, yeah, I, I think the bottom line is it's Bell or Soto, uh, unless they want to you know, really have an embarrassment by putting someone from the worst pitching staff in baseball in there. And I think you're right. It probably ends up being Soto, but I think Bell deserves it. Let's move over to uh, just an interesting conversation we wanted to have about second base in the National League. Jeff McNeil or Jazz Chisholm? I got the Mets flag behind me, host locked on Mets. It's obvious where I would lean, and I will make my argument in a minute. But what is your sense on who should be the starting second baseman in the National League? While I give my take, do you mind pulling up the basic slash line for each so so, so we can read that to yeah, you? Yeah, I'll, I'll read it to you right now. Okay, so now the other thing is Tommy Edmond. Tommy Edmond, as a second baseman, because he was playing gold glove defense, maybe he would have been in the mix. Now he's kind of a shortstop. I don't know if he ends up in no man's land. Uh, you look right now, and he's also the top vote getters. It was um, Chisholm, one, I believe, Albies, two, when he's out with the broken foot. And McNeil three. So you look at the numbers. Jeff McNeil leading all second baseman, 327 average, 386 on base, 146 WRC plus, 465 slugging, 2.5 F4. Chisholm, 241 average, 313 on base, 518 slugging, 131 WRC plus, 2.2 F4. He does have the counting stats of the 13 home runs and the 42 RBIs compared to McNeil with four home runs and 33 RBIs. And I think that's what gives Jazz the edge, because rather it's right or not, that's how these games work typically. Um, we know that there's a lot of mixed reviews about Jazz, and this is what I think is interesting. Will he get the player vote? That's and, what I'm saying, yeah. It's polarizing. Jazz, like, I want to know what players think of Jazz Chisholm. I think we got a little bit of a glimpse what the Marlins players think of Jazz Chisholm. I want to know what the other players are thinking about. <laughs> what do you think his own team does? You think his own team votes for Chisholm or McNeil? They have votes. I think they're going to be extremely silent about that. And um, it's anonymous. They might throw McNeil some votes. I will say this: most clubhouses would vote for their guy 100%. I would be shocked if the Marlins clubhouse is 100% vote on Jazz. Um, I love Je Jeff McNeil and you and I have been t texting all off season about where he was going to get moved or if we like him. And, and you and I were, Hey, we still think he's a good player all because he had one bizarro year with a strange incident that didn't go well for the rest of the season and focus on changing how he approaches at the plate. Um, he has really blossomed the, this season back into the player that we all knew he could be. And he's more comfortable playing second base um, I think Jazz Chisholm does get the start just because he has those sexy stats of home runs, RBIs that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you vote, doesn't it just say like average home runs, RBIs? It probably like the does. average voter who's just scrolling and maybe like, oh yeah, both of these players are good. Like, oh, well, one has 13 home runs, click. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, you know, I was feeling very lonely this off season when I was out here saying that Jeff McNeil would be a better player for the Mets than Chris Bryant. And they should definitely save that money and not trade Jeff McNeil when a lot of fans wanted them to trade McNeil and bring in a Bryant. And 
What I love about Jeff McNeil, I, I wrote the article uh, you know, for us on Just Baseball about the most deserving all-star starters. And Jeff McNeil does not qualify. You can't vote him as an outfielder. But if you look at the stats this year, <clears throat> excuse me, he's also been the second best outfielder in this league as well. Uh, his numbers are great. He gives great at bats. Uh, he's absolutely murdering the shift. Um, and I just, I don't see how he misses the all-star game, but will he start? I don't know. I, I think that they might go the star power. Uh, yeah. It all depends on who's on the mound, right? It's a big matchup thing in the all-star game. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the rest of them, I think obviously we don't have to spend much time on it as far as the Mons are concerned. Their one all-star that's a given is the leading candidate to win the Cy Young, which is Sandy Alcantara, who's on a different planet right now. Other than that, maybe, um, you know, you get Pablo Lopez in the mix, but I, I think those are really the three candidates that the Marlins have. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I guess the next question is, who are the other Mets going to be in the All-Star game? And who better to ask than Ryan Finkelstein? So Pete Alonzo will be in. He won't start because Paul Goldschmidt, you know, arguably the MVP this year. So I think Goldie deserves to start. Pete will be the backup first baseman. He'll probably win his third home run derby in a row. I'd put money on that right now. Um, so that's the given. The rest of the Mets, uh, it's interesting. I don't think they get any starters in there. No one really deserves it. Um, you know, if Scherzer didn't get hurt, maybe. Um, you know, if Bassett didn't struggle recently, he could have been in the conversation. Edwin Diaz is on some insane different planet right now when it comes to strikeouts. He's striking out, last I checked, 17.5 batters per nine, strikeout rate of 48.6%. I think he gets in. I think Alonzo gets in. I think McNeil has a decent shot. But it's, it's crazy because how many All-Stars do the Mets get as one of the best teams in the National League? And the other candidates they have, you have Lindor, who's having a good year. But as we'll talk about in a minute, you got Dansby Swanson, you got Trey Turner, you got Brandon Nimmo, who's arguably been the Mets' best outfielder, but he's 11th in votes right now. So he's not even going to sniff the fan vote. Um, we'll see what happens when it comes to voting him in from, uh, you know, I guess players and coaches, however they decide the bench. And then you got Starling Marte, who this is actually an interesting conversation we can have. If you got your top six right now, it's Acuna, it is Betts. Those two are guaranteed starters. You got um, Soto, Marte, Duvall, and Jock Peterson. So to me, Adam Duvall is not an all-star, right? Duvall is on there? Adam Duvall is in the top six right now. And votes from players. Yeah, or not from an fans. all-star. Not tell you that much wrong. He's having a terrible year. Um, Mark Canna is actually seventh right behind him. But even then, Mark Canna is not an all-star either. I can admit that. So then the conversation becomes, all right, if the players don't just put Juan Soto in, which I think they will, but let's just say that Soto's off the table too. And it becomes a conversation, Starling Marte or Jack Peterson, who would get the nod? Uh, Starling Marte or Jock Peterson. I, I feel I, like Jock has had a little bit more of the flash this year. And that's probably just because Starling Marte's surrounded by a lot of players who are playing well in that lineup compared to Jaku. There's a lot of lesser names in that lineup. I think the average fan would say, Oh yeah, I've kind of seen more Jock Peterson. Now, right. Rather or not, that's right. 
has to be thrown out the window because that's not how all-star voting works, right? I'm pretty you have sure to he's think third. in the mind of the average voter. I think, and I, I think, think Jock will get that. And how, how about if the voters found a way to vote Jock and Tommy Pham into the all-star game together? <laughs> that would be some theater. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, and basically, I, I'm pretty sure Jock actually is third in the vote right now. Marte's fourth. Jock Peterson has the 15 home runs. He has the 153 WRC+. plus. To me, he's actually had the better year. So I, I would actually think Jock Peterson deserves to start over Starling Marte. And I think the Mets will already have, um, you know, Edwin Diaz, uh, you know, Pete Alonso, like I mentioned, Jeff McNeil. I think those are probably the three all-stars. And the question just becomes, does Lindor get in as one of the shortstops? How many shortstops do you have? I think Trey Turner's a given. I imagine he ends up getting voted in by, um, he's also completely trouncing everyone on the fan vote, but I imagine He'll get in when the players have to vote between him and Swanson. But Dansby Swanson, we just had an article this week, Dansby Swanson looking like the all the one of the best all-around shortstops in baseball. And, I mean, his defense has been great this year. He's, he's hitting 295, 362 on base, 465 slugging, 130 WRC+. He's got a 3F4. That is the best mark among NL shortstops not named Tommy Edmond. What happens there? And actually, that's another conversation. Does Tommy Edmond factor in somewhere? I I think you mentioned this earlier about Tommy Edmond being in no man's land, um, just changing positions. And it just it doesn't feel like Tommy Edmond is a household name that average yeah. fans like if I'm a Mariners fan, I'm going to be voting. Right. I don't click Tommy Edmond's name when I'm scrolling through. That's just how I feel. I, I love Tommy Edmond, and I think he's deserved it. Um, but to talk about Dansby Swanson, this is a player that has been around a 90 WRC plus player, um, has flashed some pop, um, was always kind of a good cl- – I, I always thought he was kind of an overrated de- defensive player. Oh, yeah. I think he got a little bit too much credit there. Um, but this year – Mind you, in a contract year, we always talk about how players play so much better in the contract year, it seems like. Um, this man's about to get paid. And he's putting up numbers. If I don't know if you have the career numbers in front of you, but that slash line that you mentioned, immediately I thought, okay, I think he's more of like a 240, 250 hitter and maybe a 300, 310 on base and – and, you know, has put up home run numbers, but um, he's stealing bases this year, too. Isn't, I think he has like nine or 10 steals. Is that right? 11. 11 steals. He had nine so, last I mean, year. He, whole season. He's flashing some tools and about to get paid. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see if the Braves pay him. But, like, how, how does he not make it right now at this point? <laughs> It's, I think he does. And I do have the career numbers in front of me. You were pretty close on all of them. Uh, 253 career average. Now, obviously before this year, that might've been below 250, yeah. uh, 323 on base, 414 slugging 92 WRC plus. Uh, so yeah, he's never been this. Now he's in this weird position as far as the Braves are concerned, where do you pay him top tier shortstop money off of one year? That's a conversation we can have in the off season, but I do think he is an all-star this year. And then the question is, does Lindor make it as a third shortstop, which I think it just depends on how else the rest of the, the league kind of shapes up with other, you know, teams having to get their one all-star and how, how the roster looks. Uh, he's also, 
Okay, let's look at he's only he's the only player it looks like on the Braves that's really got a ton of playing time at shortstop. Shocker. I was wondering why I wasn't yeah. seeing the whole list there on Fangrass. It's because I was filtering for shortstops when I switched to I team. I think RC is really the only other option. He's that's playing it. second base full time now, right? So I'm looking now though at the full team stats uh, to see who else we could look at as potential all stars. One guy that I think is in the top two for DH right now is William Contreras. You know I'm a big fan. Now, the problem I, is Bryce Harper is going to be the starting DH, assuming health allows him to be. But, I mean, his numbers this year are insane. The dude's hitting 284, 360 on base, 627 slugging. Just recently crossed the 100-plate appearance plateau, uh, 168 WRC+. plus, A 1.3 F4 in 30 games is, is pretty insane. I mean, quick math tells you over a full season, that's like a six-and-a-half win player um nine home runs and and basically his first 100 plate appearances in very limited playing time they've done everything to try to get his bat in the order playing him at dh catching even playing him in left field at one point the braves catcher situation going forward manny pina who a lot of people have forgotten about signed to a two-year deal travis darno a two-year deal and now Contreras, who was always a good hitter in the minors kind of struggled a bit in his first couple stints it's it's looking good. I mean, they have three catching options going forward. Um, I like the way that this Braves team set up. I know that you hate to hear that. Um, and just to be clear, Ryan and I are not big believers in the Braves, you know, big winning streak and coming for first place. We are still full on New York Mets for the division. Uh, yeah. And I think the one thing that makes me a little nervous is seeing that youth mixed with some of the veterans they have because I'm right now, it's hard not to look at Michael Harris's numbers through 23 games. He's in 345, 375 on base, 571 slugging, 160 WRC plus. Um, and you talk about F4, he's at 1.3 through 23 games. So that's insane. Um, looking at other all-star candidates though, um, Duvall, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, he's getting votes, but Austin Riley, uh, I think has a chance here. He's had a pretty good year, 18 home runs, 41 RBIs. Those are the counting stats that'll get you fan votes. 129 WRC plus hitting 256, 324 on base, 515 slugging, 2.0 F4. He hasn't been what he was last year, but he's been solid. So I could see Riley maybe, but really I think I think Swanson's the only clear cut. Well, actually Acuna, obviously. Acuna's going to start. Um, yeah, and – I so, sorry to jump teams here, but I immediately thought of this when you said fan vote. And I picture the perfect player that would just get scooped up and brought to the top due to fan vote vote is John Birdie of the Marlins. Like everyone loves him. He has those 18 stolen bases. He's hitting well. Like, isn't John Birdie the perfect player for fans to just vote way too high? And out of nowhere, you're you, you're going to put us and there's John Birdie. He doesn't have a set position. I don't know where, where he even he even shows up on the ballot. So uh and it doesn't matter. The 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 fans will bring John John Birdie to the All-Star game. I don't think so. I think the I think the coaches <laughs> would have to. Um yes, yeah, so I I mean look, I, I'd say that you got Acuna, you got Swanson. I think because they probably have two, maybe Riley gets gets led off the list. And then you look at their pitchers. Um, you know, it's Max Fried, it's Kyle Wright are, are really the main options there. So I, I think they could have, they could certainly once again, have three, four five all-stars. The Braves still have a lot of guys playing really well. Yeah. And of course, whenever you think of this thought exercise, it's important to remember other teams 
Um, for instance, okay, if, is Riley going to make it? Okay, well, Nolan Arenado will be there. Like, you, you, you know, that's the way that you have to think as well as who else is going to fill in those spots. And then before you set your mental all-star roster, remember the bad teams and who the hell is going to make it from there. They're going to have one at least. So take that into consideration when um, you're, you're, I guess, filling out your own roster. Yeah, you got, there, someone will be there representing the Cubs and the Pirates. I don't know who, and that can be something that you yeah, need so to can tackle on the NL Central version of the State of the Division. But uh, they'll have to have somebody. Uh, you go to the Phillies. Uh, Zach Wheeler, I think, will probably be an all-star. Aaron Nola having a really good year as well. Both of them an identical 2.4 F4. You got Wheeler. With the 269 ERA, you got Nola 3.11. Uh, looking at their relievers, I don't know. Maybe you get a little Brad Hand. <laughs> Sir Anthony Dominguez. Could a Phillies bullpen member make it considering how bad their bullpen is? Probably not, right? Uh, Short answer, no. Yeah. All right, looking at the lineup. Uh, Harper's in. Uh, he's going to run away with the fan vote, and players will certainly vote him in over William Contreras. And he deserves it. I mean – Hitting 326 this year, 391 on base, 621 slugging, 173 WRC plus in a 2.8 F4 when he's not getting anything defensively added to that. That is strictly an offensive war there for Bryce Harper. He's been unbelievable. 15 home runs, 48 RBIs. He's in. Other than that, I'm looking over it now. I mean, JT Real Muto has the other catcher, but I mean, he has a 92 WRC plus. Hitting 244. Which, which for a catcher that's true is, is, is pretty good. That that scales on a hundred at as you always mention, but for a catcher, you gotta kind of do the mental gymnastics yeah. to, to bring it down a little bit. Actually, let me so pulling up the whole league when it comes to um the catcher position. Uh he is third right now in F4. Um Darno has been better. Um, you have Contreras and then you could, if they wanted to get kind of crazy, they could throw Dalton Varsho in there as the backup catcher, just to give hey. the Diamondbacks a representative, um, which I would kind of like for them to do. And, I don't anyway, know if that will happen. I don't know if Varsho is going to get any of the random fan vote or I guess well, the, he would rely that, on that, the that's more the, player vote. Yeah. That's, the, that's like the manager coaches, however they decide the bench, which I don't really remember how they figure that out. Um, so yeah, I think looking at, at the rest of the Phillies, I would say that it's going to be Harper and Wheeler, really. That's what I would, yeah. if I put my money on it now. In the preseason, wouldn't you think like a lot of that lineup would be in consideration or at least we would mention their names right now? I like mean, Schwarber, we... I mean, Schwarber, I get, he has 18 home runs. So Schwarber's at 22 home runs at the break. I don't know, maybe, but you know, he's, he's also playing terrible <laughs> defense and left and. It took him about six weeks to get his batting average over the Mendoza line this year. And I just, I don't know if I, I don't think he's an all-star this year. Neither do I. And, you know, a lot of the uh, Nick Castellanos is not an all-star this year either. Um, Hoskins Hoskins has struggled. Segura got injured. Um, Didi, not an option. Stott, not an option. Alec Bohm, not an option. Yikes. I mean, I, now that I'm doing this exercise, I'm really thinking about the Phillies and, and I, I just, I just don't see it happening this year with the Phillies. I, I think they're, they're one of these teams that 
we'll probably do some form of adding at the deadline um, because they'll be in the fringes and maybe they'll kind of make the same type of move last year where they got um, the pitcher whose name is escaping me from the Rangers, Gibson. Kirk or Kyle Gibson, is that right? Kyle, Kyle Gibson, yeah. Not so, maybe, Kirk Gibson. so I don't know. Maybe they make a move. Um, you know, if they, let's just say they went out and they got a center fielder. Maybe they could get into the, the, the race. Uh, to close out the show, let me just go through the division standings as of 649 on uh, Wednesday night here, Eastern time. You got the Mets have a five-game lead over the Braves. The Braves have split their first two games of their series against the Giants. Uh, the Phillies are eight games back in the Mets at 36 and 33. Uh, I didn't say the Braves record. They're 39 and 30. So nine games over for the Braves, 19 games over for the Mets, uh, three games over from the Phillies. And then you got the Marlins at 30 and 36, four and a half games behind the Phillies, 12 and a half behind the Mets. And then who really cares about the Nationals, but they are 25 and 46 and 20 games back. Uh, and it's not July yet, which is impressive. So that's your division right now. And I think, uh, you know, the, it, it based on record, the Mets and the Braves are obviously going to populate the All-Star game a lot more than these other teams. Um, I think they'll be lucky to get maybe five All-Stars between those, those final three teams there. Yeah. And, you know, I enjoy the All-Star d- discussion. It's always fun and it's always a great exercise to kind of work through, you know, each team. And um, so thank Thanks for the invite tonight and uh, or or today to to have you join the show. For sure, uh, you can check out Clay tomorrow also on the NL Central version of State of the Division with Ethan. So check that out, and of course throughout the week you can get your updates on everything going on in each division in baseball with the State of the Division podcast. <laughs>